All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Old Moon Podcast, episode 40. Nothing? Yippee. Yeah. Guys, Let's come on. Yippee. Hello. Hype it up. Hello. <laughs> Are you alive? You're killing me. Jake's killing the game and Jake. Um, <laughs> all right. I am your host, Blue Squadron, joined as always with my co host, the Jumping Raccoon. Hi, my name is Jaken. I'm an Awakening Wissamane with 765 gear score. Now, I recently hit my pen deb- debo earring. We will be going for a second earring in the future, um, so watch out for that. I do a lot of endgame content, such as the dungeons, Olins. You can find me over at twitch.tv slash jakenvt. Oh, yeah, V before the T. <laughs> Some people just never struggle. <laughs> this is ninth attempt. This is basically the first try. What? Every time. Every time. It was the first time on the ninth attempt, Yeah. Yeah. Um and Blonde Bear. Hi, it's me. I'm Blonde Bear. I like to party and grind. I just tapped the Ted Devil for profit this morning, so I'm chilling. We're uh you know, we're grinding the LVA, we're grinding the merchant ring and uh living the dream. Oh my goodness. Wait, so wait, what did you tap this morning? Uh Ted Debo earring with Samson, but Samson did not get his Tet and I did, so I sold it. Because it's an extra. Don't you already have it? Yeah, you already have yeah, yours. So yeah. you decided Samson, this is a good idea, Samson, as the most carried streamer in Black Desert Online history and someone that literally already has his earring, would you like to tap your earring with me? And he well, said well, yes. Well, he got, he got his like fifth one to hit the tet. And I was like, let's do the group enhancing. I'm going to take every opportunity to do that because it's so fun. <laughs> and uh, it, we went all the way to try, and then he he did not go Tet, but it did downgrade. So he's got more opportunities in the future. Mine did go, though, so. Of course it did. Classic you hit the CC button. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't go. You're all in space. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jumping straight into the first topic. I'm sorry. Look, it had to be said. It just had to be said. Demolished. Okay. Jumping right into the first topic. It's all the rage this week. The global lab balance changes. For those of you that have been somehow out of touch with the community this week or not in touch with what's going on, a big balance patch hit the global labs basically giving every single class in the game with the exception of, I think, Draconia and then maybe one or two other classes, uh, more frontal guards and more super armors overall. So basically everyone got more protection across the board. Um, Some classes, um, I'm sure that you saw in Pistanity, Armin was testing out Berserker and things like this. Some classes had it better than others. But like overall, they said that the balance changes were to make the game, quote, easier. Uh, and to help balance around large-scale PvP so that new players could play large-scale PvP at a more competent level without, um, I suppose, struggling, I guess is the word um, that I'm going to use. Um, this patch has been relatively negatively received across the board, but that's by PvPers. I am curious how mm-hmm. our PvE lords of the community here in that Blonde Bear and Jaycoon respond to getting more uh protections basically on every single class in the game jay what are your thoughts on it you know (laughs) you know i've seen many many mixed opinions um which was kind of expected you know uh, and but for me you know definitely if you're someone who just focused on pve this was a big w you know (laughs) i was excited for my class to get buffs i think we can all relate to wanting the class that we played to be the best it could be um However, I think, you know, whenever people talk about balance and stuff, you know, it's a very um, subjective thing. You know, one one thing that you might think is balanced might be too weak or too strong um, by somebody else. You know, um, I don't think BDO will ever be balanced, uh, but I think unbalance is the reason why, like, kind of like meta exists. Right. I think there's a lot of people that roll to the meta and have a lot of fun with it. And I think that's OK. Um, and metas always seem to change. Right. They come and go especially when a brand new class releases, right? We saw that with like Megu and stuff, right? Usa. Um, I was talking to the to this about my chat the other day when we were ta- discussing the uh, global lab changes that balance and meta are kind of like light and darkness. One cannot exist without the other. And they always seem to travel in parallel lines. And when one changes, the other also travels right beside it. But the thing is, it never touches, right? I think this is because of this interaction, they will they they won't ever come together. The lines will never intersect. And 
balanced and meta will never like kind of like meet in the middle um but i wanted to ask you guys like in terms of like the direction of the balance changes do you prefer um more minor changes like number tunings smaller mechanic mechanical changes or do you guys prefer more like major changes like reworked abilities um brand new abilities brand new mechanics for a class uh i've voiced my opinion on this i really like big changes big sweeping changes big and changes then, oh. and then adjustments uh over time i like to really shake the snow globe up mm. uh, so to speak uh and then have them adjusted over time it makes the game more interesting mm. uh that being said i'm not sure that this was the way to necessarily uh mix it up blonde what are your thoughts on the patch and then like what are your thoughts on jay's question there i think my initial statement is i find it really weird that everybody's calling it a balance patch <laughs> i don't think i've seen patch. any opinion of anybody say wow this is a really balanced patch this is what balance looks this like. is you know why <laughs> because no one can be cc'd now this is what balance <laughs> looks like true Standing. balance yes I, I just find it really funny that it's like i, I feel like this is like I just would not call it a balance patch or a balance thing. I know that that's what the phrase is when we're doing any adjustments to classes and stuff. I just, I just find that to be the the weirdest sort of thing from this. When it comes to your initial question, Blue, about like as a PvE Lord, how do I feel about this? I, I don't know. I think most classes have a semi-fairly balanced kit when it comes to protections and frontal guards. Like when they noticed that they were introducing more spots that did CCs on the like when we were evolving through grinding throughout the third and fourth and fifth year of the game, they're like, hey, you know, these spots are going to kind of CC you, so we need to kind of adjust that. So like, for example, on Zerker, they added like uh, super armor on our spin when they realized that was going to be our main staple of a lot of our damage. Um, instead of other abilities and they adjust it accordingly like I think that that would be more of a balanced thing because they're making it so that you can use this ability that's supposed to last a few seconds actually usable rather than ceasing you out of it that that would be something they've balanced so I find it really um weird that like maybe hyper overprotecting everything for and, and again this is from like a pve specific standpoint I, I think that Sure, there are some classes that fall a little short, but I don't think that this is like a, oh my gosh finally I got the thing I needed I don't know. That that just seems incredulous. I, I think that um, it's um, they they do a pretty decent job of giving you some frontal guards, give you some protections, give you some super armors. I, it, you don't need to have like a massive amount. Like getting more frontal guards and more of this and more of that. It's like is that not what the gear and stuff is for? Like adding more of these like sort of quote unquote protections and frontal guards and this and that. I, I mean, kind of, doesn't that devalue your, your gear in some type of way? Because now it's not your brunt of your gear taking it. It's like whatever the, oh, if I have 20 funnel guards on a class, it's taking it. So, like, I, I find that to be, um, I don't know. I, I think that they can adjust that without it needing to be a massive balance patch where we're doing 10 changes and every class is getting a bunch of tons of stuff. I just, I don't think so. And and what, I'm sorry, Jay, what was your follow-up question? Yeah, Jay. Like, do you prefer more minor changes, like number tuning, smaller mechanical changes? Do you like more major changes like reworked abilities brand new mechanics and stuff i think we saw um, something similar to um so a good example is i think archer didn't have a stealth mechanic before and then they added it later in the future something like that in terms i think of, it's like, it's tough i think like for the exam for mm -hmm. an example the new scholar class they released it mm -hmm. everybody gets to test it and then they can do small changes periodically they do a point one a point two a point three mm -hmm. patch change on this class i think that's the appropriate way to do it doing like a massive mm -hmm. thing especially when like no one asked for certain things like it's weird right because like getting a new class we can look at things and or just classes in general we can see what's missing we can see what we need we can see what player feedback is without obviously just going into full mm -hmm. demands because if we just went into every full demand of a bdo player the game would be broken but i think that we can adjust periodically like for example again i'm going to use the new class because it's just easy because i've been playing it there's some animations that could be sped up there's maybe some damage on the second parts of some abilities that can be adjusted and buffed mm -hmm. there's some speed on the class that can be adjusted and so having like uh, the quote-unquote big mm -hmm. drop being the class and then like periodically doing small updates on top of that i much prefer that mm -hmm. i think that these massive updates only just make it the the community so polarized right because well, you're gonna have okay, half the people saying like oh my gosh we didn't need this and the other half being like oh my gosh my class is so easy and fun now Haha, <laughs> everybody else sucks. <laughs> you know? One thing I noticed that when you, when you were talking about, oh, we should just do like periodical changes for this or that class instead of like all widespread. But I've also seen comments where if they do do that, because they have done that before, where they choose like mm -hmm. a, you know, a batch of classes. And then I see comments like, 
oh no they forgot about my class how come my class didn't get it you know what I mean? yeah no you, i mean like, there are classes that do like, get forgotten mm -hmm. though I, it definitely um mm -hmm. i mean it's kind of a pa thing right it, it will mm -hmm. imagine being a class that didn't get adjusted in this patch when it has almost all <laughs> no, the classes yeah, I, like that probably feels that. even worse you know what i mean because yeah. there were some classes that weren't featured on this so i i don't yeah. know i think that um I mean, they did this back in the day when they released Awakenings originally. Like, they did it one class mm. every other week or something like that. And everybody mm. had their time to shine. Everybody had their OP moment. But I think it's easier for them to balance. But then again, mm. I okay. I don't know what PA's team structure is. Do they have one team working on one class? Or do they have a cluster of classes for a specific team? There's there's no real way to know that. You know, it's not like we yeah, communicate with them on that. So, um, like, it'd be cool well, if... Act actually... Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I did talk to, uh, the team, uh, the development team at the Calpheon ball mm -hmm. the last time. Did, did either of you go to the Calpheon ball last year? I, uh, nope. did not get to go. Okay. All right. So, um, the development team was there, uh, and it was explained to me that they essentially have one person for every single class in the game and whatever Wait, that one yes, person, one person and whatever that person says, that is that is what goes on that class right so like every single one of them has like a vision for how the class um they feel the class should play and like how it interacts with the other classes in the game and they all talk to each other but like whatever that person says goes and that is how it is i mean that's cool from like a design standpoint but I feel like you can never really truly get any real balance at that <laughs> because you have no one I do I bounce ideas off of other than maybe your other class leads. But if so, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you the first thing about what Valk needs or wants as someone who doesn't play it. You know what I mean? That's kind of wild. I mean, so if it is an individual that's choosing it, like how do we know that the feedback's getting to them? How do we know it's going to be good feedback? How do we know that they're going to listen to it? I feel like when you do, or or where is the class lead that is in charge of XYZ class that never gets those changes? Are they fine with being like middle of the pack or mediocre or even bad and they just don't care? Or do they have oh. a bunch of other job functions well, other than just the balance of their class? Like I, that's, well, that's the, rough. The Kuno class lead went to go get milk. And never came back. Yeah, oh. about, ain't that the truth? About four years ago, yeah. <laughs> Never came I, I just think it's better to do the smaller changes. The big changes always lead to well, well, it's always the big changes are associated with like when they did the major rebalancing of removing protections and CCs, when they added protections and CCs. Like every one of those is always associated with the big change, and I feel like that always leads to like massive negative player sentiment. Um, I think that smaller adjustments are better, but that means that they have to make those adjustments. They can't just say, "Yeah, guys, we're gonna make a small adjustments," and then like, yeah, a bunch of classes get ignored. Um, but I mean, um, well, ultimately it's PA's thing, right? So. Well, okay. So I'm curious because both of you agreed last time um, when this came around. I I felt like the the lone duck in the room uh, when it was <clears> like, uh, yo, do we like this way that Perlibus chooses to balance things, where it's just like instead of just nerfing the one or two classes that are doing way too exceptionally well, we're gonna buff literally every other class in the game. So like in this yeah. case. In this case, you have the exact same direction. I mean, they do this every time. Um, you have the exact same direction where it's just like, okay, well, Draconia is um, playing too, like, well, right? Like, because sure. Draconia was the only one that really didn't get changes at all. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, let's buff everyone else up to this standard, right, of protection and and whatnot. I, th I, think, I think when it comes to protection, CCs, frontal guards, stuff like that, I think that's way more of a complex issue than just adjusting numbers. When it comes to like we're looking at balance numbers and we see this class is making 15k trash and every other class is making 10k to 5k trash, I feel like that's something that's not really difficult to address because we're just adjusting numbers at that point. Um, I feel like when it comes to CCs, protection, that, that ties into not just the PvE, it ties into PvP, it ties into every stage of PvP, whether it's Siege, Node War, AOS, open world um so many different forms and not even that now we have between the dungeons and we have um the uh altar blood coming out we've got the boss blitzes there are so many things they have to pay attention for like adding one extra super armor on an ability could absolutely break a class in like half of those things and i think it's that is way more of an experimental thing that they can't really do stuff with 
Because now you have classes, for example, I saw some arguments made where like, okay, well now everybody has protections, so this class that was unprotected but was a glass cannon now can just freely run around and nuke people versus another class is protected because it doesn't do that much damage. So like this and that and this that. I see this like tit for tat a lot in the community. And, and then there's obviously skill involved. I feel like it's just really, really tough. It's a tough decision to make to do that. And I feel like you're always going to be upsetting people more often than the other way around. But that could just be my perspective of seeing the commentary on this, too. I haven't seen any. I've seen like 1% positive comments about this um, this global lab. Yeah. It has not been positive. And, I, and specifically to the PvE element, I haven't seen anybody say, oh, my gosh, finally, my PvE will be so good. I've, I'm not going to lie. I've not seen a single comment about well, any of that in any Discord I'm looking at. I would say that's probably because the PvP community, although it's the smallest community, Dominated it. is the loudest. And mm -hmm. when you have big mm -hmm. PvP yeah. changes, they are not going to mess around. I mean, you remember the... Uh, one-sided deck changes, at least in North yep. America. Oh my goodness! Um, well, even even well, actually, on that issue, I had a lot of PVEers tell me, "Oh, finally, thank God, these guilds won't be able to hunt me down yeah, and were, stuff like that." Well, actually, they weren't <laughs> saying it that loud. It was, "Oh, thank God, we're getting changes." Yeah. So well, I mean, they, these changes are so I didn't good. think they wanted to. Make they didn't want public, any right? of the, Yeah, they didn't want anyone else to know <laughs> that they had that opinion, but they were secretly they the on the like lion. closeted. Yeah, closetedly <laughs> very happy yeah. about the one-sided deck changes, right? Um, yeah, yeah. so uh, blonde, I'm curious, how do you feel like just, just one statement either way, do you like just buffing everything constantly or do you think that they should employ nerfs? <laughs> when it comes to adjusting damage numbers and stuff, I think that a massive change is, uh, is fine. It can be adjusted better when it comes to CC's protection and stuff. No, not this specific kind of thing. It, it just can't be one single ability change can change the entire dynamic. So no, in this specific case, no, I don't think so. But on the other end, like you said, I do agree. Yeah, on like the large scale of numbers and stuff, it's different. Yeah, um, it's, it's just too, it's just too different. I'm sorry. Jay, how do you feel about it? How do you I... feel about this general consensus that like every single time they try to go change something, it is, uh, can we buff it and how instead of okay, well let's just nerf the overpowered class. Uh, I think there needs to be a compromise when it comes to these kinds of changes. Like, um, just, you know, um, when you give something, you have to take something back, right? Otherwise, it can get out of proportion. Like, for example, um, I remember this one clip of Armin um, was trying out this, like, Zerker change where he could basically infinitely run without using any stamina and stuff and there was nothing to like hold that back you know what i mean because before there was like a window i guess uh but now it's just like fully protected you can just keep going and going and going and well before um, i think there was a frontal guard instead of an sa um was it I'm yes it was a sure. frontal guard mm. yeah so like but it wouldn't of, last the whole time mm. yeah mm. and so like now what they were pointing out was the fact that it's literally just Full essay the whole time, unless you're an iframe. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's mm -hmm. no stamina usage at all. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so I think whenever these changes happen, just, I guess, maybe take away something as well. And that would be helping the situation. I'm not too sure. It's hard for me to weigh on this because I, <laughs> I am mostly a PVE player. So this is from the PVE perspective of well, things. So. We have certainly gotten the PVP perspective all week. Uh, the question is what the PVEers <laughs> no. might think about the change. Yeah, how do you think about it raw, um, Jay? Like, how do you think about adding a bunch of protections to your class? I I mean, it's definitely really convenient um, for, at least for me, like as I do play Awakening Wusa, and uh, there was a lot of um, complaints in the very beginning about how she felt very unprotected. Um, but for me, I kind of took it as a way for... Uh, me to adapt to the unprotection so i saw a lot of awakening wuzas like literally standing in the middle of a pack of um hex mobs and they're like oh my god i'm so unprotected well maybe it's because you're using unprotected abilities in the middle of a pack when you should be using it from range because it's a ranged ability and so i just decided to you know just play better, I guess, to get good. <laughs> they were all I bad guess. and that's on how that i got <laughs> on go that point how like i understand we want to make the game easier and accessible but how easy does it need to be how easy is too easy before like 
Are you really playing the game or are you pressing mm -hmm. one button? Oh no, that's, I, mm, I think that's, uh, I'll be honest, there's enough depth to Black Desert that like, it's going to have a high enough skill ceiling regardless of what you do. It doesn't really matter in my opinion, just because, I mean, I'll state for the court, um, an example of Dota 2 and how ridiculously complicated Dota 2 is, right? And then look how super easy League of Legends is. Four abilities and a passive. Every every single hero or every single champion is like that, right? Very simple. In order to go back to base, you hit the B button, right? It's just like a piece of cake. Um, like Except you can Aphelios and oh, Wayne. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, Aphelios, <laughs> pros. No one knows what you're doing. Cons. You don't know what you're doing. But like, I. <laughs> but like for most classes or for for most champions in the game like that, it's literally just. It's it's four abilities and a passive, uh, and for some abilities, it's really really easy, right? I don't know. I'd agree with I'd agree with old league, like season one through maybe five. But see, that's when the league was new the, league like, is 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 on another level. It's it's almost Dota level where everything has a a double passive and on use with like three extra things on the ability. Like you're looking at like Viego or Aphelios, for example, compared to Annie. Like yes, I agree. Annie's got four abilities, use a thing. It's it's you know pretty simplified. I think they've gotten to the Dota level of the complexity, right? We have these these crazy mm -hmm. characters that are doing all these things and have double stats, double abilities, double things. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I I would agree with you on Old League, but I think it just gets complex over time because people want that complexity well, too. Well, when did League get the most popular, right? Seasons one through five is when League like really, really took off, right? Well, so like, well, it also it, was a, like a new it, genre built from the Blizzard part of the game, the right. the, the MOBA, right? But like Dota all of this Dota. to state that like MOBAs were new back then and people thought it was going to be too complicated. StarCraft Two is too complicated. Like that game is too complicated. <laughs> I love StarCraft 2. It is like my favorite game of all time, but like it is extremely hard for players to get into just because of how complex it is. Black Desert is already way too complex, right? Simplifying it to even 50% of where we have it right now is still complex enough that people would still find the PvP engaging. I think that, like for example, you yeah. could take yeah. away mouse to move, which would ride, like the PvP community would probably riot in the streets, at least for PC. You could take away mouse to move uh, on basically every single class in the game and simplify the game in a really big way. Um, and that would probably yeah. be a good change. For you the could game lead to more balancing changes. I mean, I was still an advocate for removing mouse to move because what it does is it creates this inherently, insanely high skill ceiling for anybody that wants to participate it versus not. And then they can't balance around that because they know someone's going to do mouse movement into some other crazy ability that they're trying to help make and they can't do that because it'll just, it'll just be absolutely broken. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think we're kind of all on the same page with this, but like none, you guys mm -hmm. would still rather not have nerfs? Like, I think like, obviously Jay is, um, Jay is always, uh, he's got to, he's got to, I huh? think it would be best if we all just like <laughs> lived in perfect happiness with each other. I, like, okay, buddy, like, but like, yeah, obviously the best of both worlds is if they, they, they manage both. But like, I personally think that they, like, in most cases, they could just nerf the, the OP class and just yeah. call it a day. I, I think, I think that's real balance, right? You have class A, it's got three protections, two CCs and one frontal guard, right? Then you have class B, three C, uh, super armors, three frontal guards, three CCs, and it's got really good damage. It's like, how do we not see the... The parallels here um i know it's not that black and white when it comes to classes because what if the class that um, has barely anything can also go invisible and stealth and this and that and you can kind of put that into your formula a little bit but i feel like it's really not that hard to see what what design choice makes this class really really complex or hard or difficult or hard to fight against and just be like hey like let's adjust that i don't think there's any reason to just give everybody oh full super armor full whatever because then I feel like it's, and I've seen this before, it's going to go back to like this weird range meta. Not that it hasn't already been, but like, why would you ever back play me weird range melee meta. if we're going to be fully not... frontal block glass cannon? Was it ever not the ranged meta? Like, I've. No, I, I feel like for a little bit, we've had some good skirmish classes that were able to get in there. I feel like the Zerker era, 200%, 100%, where it's like they can get in there and disrupt some stuff so you can do your pushes. You have like. 
like Drax and Musa is able to kind of get in there for specific things. I, it's it's um I think there's been points in the meta where we're able to move more into certain things. Obviously with like the caps and stuff that's changed things and I don't know every single individual node war best in slot class thing, but yeah. I think it's definitely think, moved around. Um... When do you think BDO was at its like peak for PvP? Medaya. Medaya going into Valencia Medaya. when Awakening Weapons were first introduced, and you had Pride Duo try Awakening Weapons. Yeah, that mm, was that was peak think, BDO era. I think that when Steam released. Um when was it, that? Like just before or right at Steam release. Because like back then it was the what Wild expansion West. Was it um I, that was when Striker was coming out. That's okay, so like in early Valencia, Correct. early Valencia. Yes. Yeah, yeah so like those are the good like old days, right dude. Yeah, I mean, like that was the Wild West, dude. A white dot walked onto your rotation and you didn't, you weren't like, uh, white dot. You were like, oh God, I'm about to get the turbo. Like, it, <laughs> like you knew there was no Arsha. Everything was Arsha. Like there were, <laughs> there were lawless people everywhere. It was crazy. Saucens was like a disgusting hellscape of scum and villainy. Yep. You know, like... It was in the combo era. Everyone was fighting <laughs> each other all the time. It was how long? How long insane. did people um like? How long would a duel be? Because right now, like, I feel like duels are like it oh, was grab so long day. sometimes, dude. Long? Really long. Oh. You're smashing your potion button because we had no fairies. That There's wasn't even no a thing fairies, in the game. No loot. And you're scrolls, running no. away and smashing whatever one of the ten keys on your keyboard is your potion key. Then you're running back in and <laughs> going in. Yes, you got sir. a combo, so you're extending it just so you can use your potions more. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Feel like funny man on PvP. You weren't you weren't there back in the day. Okay, were, yes. it, it was not a choice like it is now. Okay, blonde bear. That was back in that my was real. day. Silver back had in... weight. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, it fucking did, bro. You picked up too many silver. You're going nowhere. My homies. Nowadays, what are you gonna do? Nowadays, kids roll up in dream horses. In my day, they rolled up with wagons. You run, out, you run out of pots, you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, I gotta buy pots just to finish your duel for you knew, You knew a homie was getting ready to grind because he pulled out a Heidel with his fucking wagon. Alright? He was on Going his way. Going up to his house and parking right? on the yeah. stairs. He's on his God. way, bro. Yeah, that was like, the era. It was the era. It was I just watched old Lucario videos. Honestly, that was some peak media where, like, really? you would see. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like when you see pushes, it just kind of like gets mowed over one way or another, and there's like a little bit of skirmishing going on. Depending on what nowhere, obviously, it'll change a little bit. But back then, like, there were warriors standing there with their shields, blocking rangers while the back lines are pushing in. Like, that was not a joke. That was that was real, bro. Like, <laughs> they, there was lines of people blocking the front lines so that people can shoot over them and do stuff. That was nowadays, nuts. Nowadays, it's frontal guard? <laughs> like, the, the warrior stands out and, I'll block it for you! And then he's black and white. <laughs> the archer's yeah. like, I got another kill. Uh, like that's, that's basically the meta that we. <laughs> that's, that's the meta that we live in. God help us all. It's, Do you think um, we should go back in that direction, or is it like too late? Well, what's okay? So, all right. So now you guys in the PVE lords, forgive them, Lord. They know not what they ask do i know so, jay you can't go back in to go era. back in that direction what would you like to see done to the game kind of move back toward that uh, but goon just woke up from their slumber they're like you know what we like jay Coon. oh no uh first we got to remove awakening and succession now it's just pre-awakening absolutely okay hey listen he said the correct first step <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if we'd get that one. That and is then the highest we can go to is plus 15. Plus 15 black star only. Wait, there's no black stars either. No, there was Yuria uh, weapons. Wait, Yuria. Silly Jacob. Oh, no. Tricks are for kids. Like, mm -hmm. like absolutely What about not. a legacy um, server? I was that's about what, to that's say. What That's what video Xbox should have been. I cannot believe they fast forwarded True. that progression. They robbed the console era of like some of the funnest parts. And you know what? They're still behind. They're like no. they don't have half the content in the game. I, like what the? F I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that console would have been able to do that because they would have seen it's like getting a wonderful new blanket for Christmas, right? <laughs> and then your brother opens his gift and he's got a brand new iPod. 
you know. <laughs> um, these were equal gifts, and your parents love you equally. Like, no, you don't. You're a failure, and your parents hate you. Um, like, that's that's basically console every single time PC gets something new. Um, yeah. And so, like, I don't think that the, it would have worked that way. I think that they have to keep trying to releasing uh, updates for it. Um, I also think that, like, did you guys hear what happened to console this most recent patch? What happened? No. Oh, gosh. You guys should sit down. All right. So here's okay. the tea. All the console players love coming to me. I love listening to their tea, bro, because I'm the only person that listens to it. So console was scheduled to get Calpheon Elvia with this patch okay, on Tuesday night because they, they have their patch right around the same time we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all hyped up. There was like a hype video. Tweets went out about it. It was crazy. So the console community is like, Wee, here we go. And then the patch goes down and like 30 minutes into the patch notes, um, a tweet goes out and says, hey, by the way, you're not getting at this patch. Oh. <laughs> so hmm. it would be like for us, it would be like, hey guys, Land of the Morning Lights coming out tomorrow. Psych! Just kidding. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> That would be pretty bad. No. Brutal absolutely brutal i mean that's the that that is the way right now um for console and it feels so bad you know what i mean like what are you what are you gonna do uh about Mm -hmm. that um but i i do want to talk on what jace talked about there which was potentially uh i'm gonna call it let's see for i'm gonna call it an original term bdo classic um Mm. yeah what do you guys think about bdo vanilla if they release just even just like one or two servers that were just like, you know, you had to buy a new account and start over, but like, it's like the original and it kind of like slowly pushed through, uh, the patches that we used to have or like the expansions and stuff back then. Would you guys play a BDO classic? Juan? It would be definitely a really interesting experience because I, I always keep hearing like the old, oh my God, Sazins, uh, what's it called? Um, What's that place under frick abandoned monastery, right? That those used to be like catfish, all all those like nostalgic stuff that people keep talking about. I'm like, oh dang, it wasn't there. But now I get to experience it, maybe, possibly. So I, I don't know if I'd play it play it, <laughs> to be honest. I think I think um it, I think it would be popular for all of like 48 hours. 48 hours. I, I don't think people realize how good they got it now, to be honest. Hey, um they're gonna try to use their maids and realize they have no maids. <laughs> and then there's gonna... a lot of stuff that like slows down the progression because like that was the point they didn't want people speeding to the end like that's why they had so many weights no, i don't know if i'd play money. it I, I'd play it if i had a group of friends to play with i think just because um like that would be the point right to play with friends but yeah, yeah. um yeah i think that there would be a select few people that that would play it i think that the only way that it works though I think it worked for WoW because there wasn't like predatory pay-to-win stuff going on in WoW. In BDO, though, you need to understand that the beginning part of BDO, the only people were that were having fun were the people yeah. that spent $400 on the game, right? Yeah. And I know that as somebody that spent $400 on the game and watched my friends who didn't spend $400 struggle way more than me. You know True. What I mean? Weight was I, a bigger deal. Pets I, were a bigger deal. Like, yeah, and your worker empire was a big deal back then. It was worker, a massive yeah, deal. Worker yeah. lodging, all that stuff. Like everything was a super big deal back then. So, like, I think that if they removed a lot of the predatory practices that they had back then, like your character just starts with max weight and inventory on the Maybe, classic yeah. server, right? And then you like you start with like twenty maids, ten of each maid or something. Um, and then like, I think back like when season first launch, I thought that's what it was going to be kind of like a re launching mm-hmm. all the way through. That would have been really cool. And oh, you could like yeah. keep it on video because it's just like a server, right? Where you can only access it mm-hmm. with a, that character that's tied to that. Oh, yeah. And I, the balancing would be probably a mess. So. There's also the, um, hey, guys, how much plus 15 reblast do you have? <laughs> do, do you guys to make remember the to days, to degrade. The, the trenches? Bro, in order to, for the players that don't know, um, back in the day, there was no way to just get fail stacks. They almost never handed out advice to the Valks. Those, like, didn't exist yet or anything. Didn't exist. Like, it was, it was crazy. So what you had to do to get fail stacks was you had to make plus 14 reblath, and you had to click Blackstones on it. And then when it hit plus 15, you actually had to switch to a red alt character and then put equip the gear and then die to a guard in town enough times that it actually downgraded 
then put the plus now the newly plus 14 replat back in the storage and repeat this process like it was an absolute nightmare <laughs> trying to fail stack but that was almost the beauty of it um like life skilling was really hard back then too you used to have to go to pilgrim bro you wanted to grind back in my day we didn't go to bear bear was not it they like ninja buffed bear out of nowhere it was um pilgrim's haven that is where you went to go gather did you guys ever did you guys do life skilling back then no mm. no i mean i remember pilgrim Haven. how is but... it that the life skiller in this group went on to be the big pvp -er? how is how is that possible we killed monster Blonde, when did you start playing it? Remembering the old marketplace too, where you had to like no, no, fly. no, <laughs> don't, don't talk about the old marketplace. That was <laughs> the worst. The old, the only, I, no. The only Man. thing I missed from the old marketplace was the old special deals where you could buy stuff from your yeah, own party. That's I love the, the only thing deals. that we should have back because being able to buy your debos that your friends are getting in the thing when you don't need them, like for example, if I just wanted to pass debos to someone in my Owens group. That should exist. That should that should exist. Bro, there's no shot. I like. I, I'm sorry. I just remember the old market system where I would sit for hours. This was the game. You would sit in front of the marketplace for hours. Every single thing you wanted to buy, there were no orders. You had to sit there, and when things got listed to the market, because things were a lot rarer back then. When things got listed to the market, there would be a bid phase on them. So you'd have to click bid on each individual P item. This works well for bigger items, but now I want you to consider what this might look for, like for ancient relic crystal shards, okay? Where every single ancient relic crystal shard, you must bid on it, wait 20 seconds, and then click buy frantically like a loser. And then like some of them you would win, some of them you would lose. And you needed, in order, they're like, Artisans were not really a thing. They only gave you four durability back then, and only the pay-to-win users really used artisans. But like for us filthy casuals, um, memory fragments were really rare back then, like super, super rare. And so mm -hmm. running these scrolls was really important. You would run these ancient relic crystal scrolls for like eight to 12 hours a day, every day. And then you would get a pen attempt, one ah pen attempt, right? And then you would fail that pen 62 times in a row and i know that because i went full pry boss gear um with one durability and then you would ask Back your friends if you could join their party for relic fragments because you could like try to leech some in memory nah dude i never bosses. i used to, yeah i used to no. never leech uh leech like because like i felt like it was a waste of time i would just go grind instead mm. like oh my god bro I, and I was such a degenerate back then. I used to just roulette my gear every single time I got something nice, dude. It was just immediately thrown into the garbage. Oh, no. It was so bad. I had it bad, man. I would get a full tet wheel and my whole guild would be like, rejoice, you're fine again. And I was like, what do you mean? It's all pry already. Like, I would just immediately <laughs> dumpster it and be like, back to Fogans. And no, I do not mean Elvia Fogans. I mean desert Fogans. I'll just run back out. Here we go. Idium belly, titium belly. Yeah. Like, I remember before, yeah, before the tent existed, bro, my, my buddy and I um used to go out and do crescents every day. That was our duo grind. Like, hey, mom, can we have a duo grind? No, we have duo grind at home. Duo, duo grind at home. Like, it, it, it was oh, just... Not even kidding. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, legit, because your pets, you're, you only had four pets back then, not five. First of all, so you only had four pets, mm. and most of us only had tier three pets. If you were really tier four pets, cost like two hundred dollars a piece. Ain't nobody was about that life. You know what I mean? Tier three pets were obtainable, but like you just simply couldn't pick up all your loot. So like duo spots were the really the spots where you just you could grind with somebody else because there's so much loot on the ground. You're both picking up stuff, and then you could run special deals if you wanted to. Um, the best part mm. was when you walked out of range of your friend. Um, and then you got like a crescent ring drop and then he came back and like, what happened? Like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, what you did? <laughs> many times, many times. <laughs> so in fairness, he did it to me a number of times too. So it is what it is. Um, but you guys would like, I think that, I think that the, a classic server might be kind of a hit for some people. And then for other people, it's just not it at all. I don't think it would be as much of a hit mm -hmm. as like, wow, classic was. 
What about like a hardcore server where if you died, you lose all your things? You're fucking crazy <laughs> right now. Literally, Show Nation would be standing on the spawn. T like half the guild is teabagging, the other half is spamming their chat macro, right? And then there's one guy just like killing all the newbies as they spawn in. Like there ain't no way. Oh no. Um. Like oh my goodness. Like they would be all challenging them to duels and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I mean, remember back in the day when you died in PvP, you lost EXP. That was yep. Iron you Man. Had you had to tear. What? Yes. You had to tear just to keep your um. You your were stuff, the one yeah. when you died in PvP. You were the one that lost crystals. You were the loser. You were the one that lost EXP. Like all of that, and then like. Again, there's a reason why the PvP player base is really upset that they're pushing all these other changes because it used to be the other way around. Like PA used to like be totally on board with this kind of stuff, uh, and now they've now they've kind of reversed it. Now it's gotten more of a, a 180 in the other direction. But it's a different world we live in. God help us all. It is what it is. Um, okay, so like uh, a little bit on our discussion from before, we're going to talk a little bit about power creep more specifically now. Um, because honestly, this is a good segue. We talk about how the game was back then. Now we know how the game is now. What aspects of power creep do we like? And what aspects do we feel like are, are kind of going too far on this? Jay, it's your topic that you wanted to discuss. Ooh. I'll let you lead off with it. Um, you know, can you, can you describe uh, what power creep is? Just so everybody's on the same page of yeah. what we're using that so word for. Power creep is essentially... Yeah. Uh, I can explain it from Hearthstone point of view because um, it's a card game and mm -hmm. it's much easier to understand. So like when Hearthstone mm -hmm. came out, a two mana, so something that costs like two mana uh, and had two attack mm -hmm. power and two health was like the standard. You fast forward to now and it's like two mana and you're getting three attack power and three health with, a, with an extra ability on top of it, right? So like over time, mm -hmm. you're getting like... For less work, you're getting way more value, mm -hmm. right? Literally, the power what... is creeping as time goes on. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure so, we're all on the same page. Yeah. So, Jay Kuhn, mm -hmm. how do you feel about power creep? Uh, where we're at right now? Well, um, I think power creep, like it's like an inevitable, inevitable thing. It keeps, you know, that's the natural progression of MMOs. Um, I would say, you know, BDO has done a, a good job for the most part of of keeping older items fairly relevant like some more so and some less so than others of course like you know pen ogres are still fairly relevant accessories um even though they were introduced back in 2016 right 35 ap is still a lot of ap for a necklace um some of the more useless crafting materials were reused as barter trade offers so they suddenly became useful again um and you know with the recently announced consolidation of various materials they are they're definitely trying to future-proof the game from Power Creep, so I'm, I'm curious as to how they will ta tackle, like, um, itemization in the future, because, you know, right now, Debrecca accessories are becoming more and more av uh, available, right? Debrecca's are basically a Power creep version of um, Ogre Rings, right? Um, and we'll, we'll have more sources from them, from, like, Altar of Blood, they, they mentioned, and some, and some other places, too. And now we have Fallen God armors, and and now they announced Fallen God tier weapons coming in the future. Um, so it, it seems like you know our creep is upon us. Seems like there was only going to be like one bis item for each slot at this rate. So um, I know there are some people that kind of like that. There's less things to think about when gearing for their class, but it's also nice to have you know diversity and options depending on your playstyle. So um, I think if they were to um, take it in a different direction like take it towards a, a more like you know uh, to improve itemization um for the future maybe uh, i really like the way they took it with elvia cups right um for the accessories like players could spec into more offensive stats with the yellow cups and defensive stats for the blue cups and it would be interesting to see that for armors too um they kind of have that for the gloves and the boots like there's you know the evasion version the dr version uh for the gloves and the boots but um Maybe they could take it further, right? Maybe the cup upgrade could potentially give other stats, maybe even new skills. We kind of saw a bit of this in the Tebek accessories. Um, and for those people who don't know what the Tebek accessories did, the belt gave you a brand new skill um, in the category of your skill window. Um, and it gave a bunch of AP, DP, accuracy for a minute on a 10 minute cooldown, essentially another e buff, right? But 
uh, at the cost of having poor base stats with having only like 17 AP for at pen. And then the Tebek necklace was supposed to replace your V and give you a brand new skill that like canceled someone's CC against you and allowed you to CC him back. Unfortunately, this got a lot of negative feedback, so it could, like it never got released. But it is interesting to see that there's a possibility of new skills from items is something that they can do. And I think this could be an interesting direction they could take with power creep instead of just higher stats, higher stats, higher stats, you know? So I actually, I think the best example of power creep that we got, like I'm okay mm -hmm. with power creep um, in some situations, but I'm not in others. Mm -hmm. I honestly, I hate the really low effort. Like, okay, go grind for your flame, upgrade your gear, you get more DP now. Like, I think that's boring. Mm -hmm. I think it, it should have been more, um, like there should have been more build options in my opinion. Uh, for example, artifacts were my favorite addition to the game since I started playing in terms of overall power creep when they were introduced to the game. Because when they introduced artifacts, they introduced one mm -hmm. artifact would drop basically at every single grind zone in the game. And then everyone had to go and do research as to where the artifact they wanted for their class was going to drop. And everyone was getting different artifacts and you had to pull together all this different stuff. And then there were the light stones to worry about. You had all these new light stone effects. And that was very exciting too. It was just a very exciting time for build diversity within BDO. And I think it gave us like a really good amount of options um for like what to do with our builds and stuff and like where we wanted to go but like then they like then they just said nope never mind and they released the the kabua artifact and now none of us will wear another artifact ever yeah. again <laughs> like and yep. that's just the, i think that's the dumbest design i've ever seen like we went from okay this was a really good mm -hmm. idea and something that new players could obtain like because new players could go out and get the artifacts that they wanted for their class mm -hmm. they can't go get the kabua artifact they can't do that what do, you, what do you want them to do? Drop 10 billion? Well, it's not going to be worth it for them to drop 10 billion. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm -hmm. I now you can tell what a new player looks like by, like, they just open their inventory. It doesn't matter what their gear says. Are they wearing the artifacts? Okay, well, then they're just probably a Tuvala Timmy. It's fine. Right? Like, <laughs> it's it's really annoying to me because, like, I felt like that was yeah. a healthy way to introduce build diversity, and then they killed it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. how did, uh, Blonde, how do you feel? Uh, on the general scope of power creep, I think we've done a pretty good job, like like player catch up in general and stuff like that. Things haven't gotten mm -hmm. too wildly insane. I think like the the main thing about power creep is like, um, for example, the new free tap black star. I think that's that is a good thing when we know there's something on the horizon for the next upgrade. Having like this artificial cap of like, all right, here's your tap black star, and then you just have one more thing and you're done. Basically, with that thing is like not too great but instead like there always has to be something later on when they do the power creep of introducing more and more items for the catch-up of the game um i do agree with the diversity and stuff it's kind of rough especially with the artifacts i feel like that could have been a large door opening for a lot of experimentation and they kind of ruined it by making one specific main staple that has kind of a little bit of everything excuse me i think that they could introduce more of those things in more grind spots because they need to have something for us to go for in these grind spots in the future instead of it just being silver again because we have 500 spots that get a silver um so that might be the avenue they may be working into like we've got monster d on these and just hp but what if we had like actual dr or actual evasion and then you could stack that with the mm -hmm. actual light stones and i think they could do something like that but i think the power group in, in some ways is really good in other ways i feel like it's weird but it depends on like what the game philosophy and direction is right so for example let's look at the debo market for example like debos were like this legendary accessory that only some insane gear cap grinder would go for and now it seems like debos are moving into the main staple like arguably looking at the price point and everything tet debo 3 set is a pretty good jumping off point from basically like bulk pen kaposha and tet to pen black stars like mm -hmm. like you're paying either an ogre necklace or or the same a little bit more than that price for your tet debo neck right and then it has a three set so then you're incentivized to get that and then you get the free jatina mm -hmm. accessory for the e narc earring for grinding an odolita and doing stuff like that so like that could be a good thing but having nothing else after debos where like a lot of people are just on that like oh that's it we're done feels kind of weird but again if the game philosophy is because the complaint is like only na is able to buy crons on the market and every other region has to buy them from the vendor and they want to move away from that to make that like easier and more accessible well i <laughs> <laughs> i would agree if it weren't every single other region just not so. just na <laughs> 
but I like the idea that PA is addressing a problem that a lot of players have a sentiment about. A lot of people are upset about mm -hmm. Kron stuff. So if they make something more plentiful to then enhance yourself without Krons, then like you won't feel as bad about that sentiment of the grind. Now, that means then they would be grinding more and they'd be dropping more and then people would be playing the game more, which is a positive on both ends. Um, but it just depends on what you, the game philosophy and direction is. I, I think in some ways it could be good, but like not seeing the next stage after this can be problematic um, because you're going to have some people that are going to feel devalued or, or whatever, like, you know, uh, oh, I had to grind when I got one every eight hours. I remember watching some of these, not me, I'm just saying, for example, I saw some of these streamers grinding, they go on like 16 hour dry streaks. Now they're like doubling and tripling the drop rate on these things. And it's like, man, <laughs> but like, you know, trolley problem. We don't, you know. We want to help the future generation, right? But I think oh. there's just, it's important when you do power creep, there's something else to strive for. And I feel like a lot mm -hmm. of people are in this weird mindset of like, oh, if I grind and get this gear, then I could play the game finally. And it's like, hey, what's playing the game to you? Because <laughs> other than doing your monster boss and dungeon, like, unless if you're not interested in PvP, that's kind of it. You're going to now log off and quit the game? <laughs> like, I don't know. It, be, it, it do be like that. Um, so, like, okay. Now let me ask you this. Yeah, okay, we can mm -hmm. talk about power creep and how typically it's a bad thing. But um where do you think BDO should be in 5 years? Like if you think like what do you think the good stats should be in 5 years? If they're hitting their nail on the head, right? Would you rather them introduce well, like a whole new gear wheel and we just go to 600 AP? I think new they've continent. actually done a a huge thing with what they talked about at the ball increasing ap caps so that every point of ap does actually feel rewarding increasing mm. those caps so that you know when i went from this gear to that gear because the cap the the spot was ap capped and it was my favorite spot i felt little to no difference versus at dark seekers when you're using like um you know death blow and then you maybe switch over to like uh species damage or all out attack you see that difference and that was some of the most invigorating um, motivation in the game I've ever felt. I'm like, oh my god, okay, what crystal can I take out and put more AP here or this a little bit here or this, that, there? And and it just like, you know, swapping the crystal builds, I was reinvigorated to go play the game and try out more builds and try out more stuff. Um, I think that's a step in the right direction. But when it talks about gear, I, I don't know. It's kind of complex. I don't think it should be... I don't think it should be a whole new gear wheel, right? They have a really good job of like, all these other games do this thing where every new patch, it's a whole new gear wheel. You get a whole new set of gear, whatever, mm -hmm. theme park MMO, whatever you want right. to call it. You're just replacing everything. I think that the style that Lost Ark and BDO does where you're with the same set of gear and constantly accelerating it up, even at like a fairly decent pace, because I mean, the, the player sentiment from like the average player is like, man, I'm tired of grinding. There's so much to catch up on this and that. But like having it be only a small little bit, right? For example, uh, for example, if they introduce new Fallen God weapons and you can go back to Pride to a Tritep pen, people with like 800 costumes are going to be ch bing chilling on pens. And then you have the new players still yeah. stuck at like probably Tet Blackstar. So they have to do this incremental increase again for the power creep, not to feel like, oh my God, now these players are shooting ahead back when Renown was out, um, when they introduced Renown, Anybody that was like literally just a slight ahead um, was feeling like a, an in unkillable boss. You know what I mean? So introducing these like short steps further and further, I think is good. I just, I don't know if it needs to be 600 AP or what. I like the idea of light stones, but I, I don't know specifically what it could be. I mean, we sat for the last three years and the only thing that's changed on our gear wheels has been, um, what, artifacts? Right? Since Odalita's release, we've gotten artifacts and then technically the Black Star ish versions of stuff, but it's the same mm -hmm. weapon, you know what I mean? And they've just added to the Vel's Heart. They've added to the armor to upgrade it to the next stage. Like, yeah, I, I think that's the a good way to do it. I think they're doing pretty good. I think, um, okay. I, if I had to su suggest something that I would love to see in the future, um, you know, I, I always seem to sort of talk about this thing whenever class changes are, you know, a, a topic or like some sort of um, some sort of like passive or talent tree that allows you to be like, you know, more like class customization and stuff like that. I feel like that could be something that could be in, implemented in like either, you know, um, power creep in like many versions, either in items or like for the class itself. Like right now, whoever right now, every person who plays the same class essentially has the same kit. Right. And the passive or talent tree that I mentioned could help steer 
players towards a specific clay cell. So for let's say let's say on like you know for which I could take a passive or like I use like some sort of um item um to enchant my weapon to give me more increased healing done or something and that would mean steer me towards more of a supportive playstyle or let's say i take a passive that maybe oh i i give up my healing spells but in exchange for more damage and then now you're just playing a more like glass cannony playstyle and um maybe that could be a direction that they could take um you know the game further in f in five years is is more like specific um uh ways like archetypes of how to play class like let's we can even take a more conventional dps class like ninja or something there could be a passive that changes the play style from melee to ranged and you primarily focus on throwing shurikens or something like that or let's say we take a more utility route or and there's a passive that focuses more on bleeds which would maybe reduce your direct damage but maybe put more of a focus on damage over time mechanics and i remember they they even had this new healing reduction mechanic that they introduced with scholar maybe they could incorporate that into a blade or something so i feel like that would be really cool to see in in bdo in five years from now is those kinds of archetypes like you know pop out um i think the best look for bdo five years from now is the riot mmo that we're all going to be playing <laughs> right? oh. <laughs> just being realistic really being really honest. you think so yeah that or I think, mm, yeah that I'm... or um ashes of creation kick w i don't know why every okay i don't want to insult people <laughs> i don't know why everybody thinks ashes of creation is gonna be this insane just new level it's gonna shatter stop, the ground stop. we need it we need it <laughs> i i just don't see whatever people are whatever kool-aid people are sipping i do not see it i just I, don't see it i don't know what it is we need this I like but the right mmo is going to be something probably a lot of people are going to play the problem mm. is that it's not it's not like it's a full-time game i think right. the design of it is yeah. it's a casual game that has like small time-gated progression to keep you logging in every single day to do that that stuff i'm sure no! there'll be stuff to run around the world and collect and do but it's gonna be it's gonna be that game <laughs> like you can spend game. some time on but it's gonna be it's gonna be very uh, theme parky you want to go there every day and or you want to go to the park every day and swing on the swings and slide on the slide and then you you go back home and the next day you do the same thing that was hurtful um Sorry, but, I just want to. I don't want to lie to you, bud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think that, like, honestly speaking, uh, in five years, we better have a new spec. Uh, like, I, I think that a having a new spec, spec is. I, I think a new spec is important. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I feel mm. the opposite. I feel like the ascension was like the perfect culmination of everything they've worked on to get away from what sucked into the video game. <laughs> what do you mean? Ascension? I think suck what arguably ruins. I think ascension. Suck ruined the game and that all awakenings should technically be what Ascension is, where everything kind of flows into each other and mm. it's easier to balance that yeah. way. You keep saying Ascension like it's been released on all these classes. The most recent class well, has something that we call Ascension, which is the first thing we've ever first time we've ever seen it. Well, heart, sorry, I'm what? my apologies. On mobile, it's a big thing. <laughs> and mobile, the mobile team is what originally created BDO and Technically, Archer and Shy are an experimental version of Ascension that doesn't technically really flow the right way, but this is the culmination of those efforts making something that's, in my opinion, actually really well designed. So, this is how it should be from now on, in my opinion. Dude, hmm. that's crazy. Well, I mean, like, honestly, I think it does. I think Ascension is, like, super great because it helps um, simplify the game again, because, again, you don't have... right. Awakening and I think it should be a balance of hold... complexity and simplicity. It's it's tough, right? Like people will argue that Awakening and Succession is what arguably ruined the game and made things way out of pace. So like making things simplified is good, but I believe in your idea of like build diversity and having something different and having more options. I think that should be focused more on like the rebombs and the like for example, mm -hmm. which wizard having or wizard specifically having like rebomb fireball or bomb heal is like you have to make that conscious decision to have a, a something that is going to support you or something that is going to deal damage and that that's an important choice to make very big distinction and i think that more classes should feel like that decision being made yeah i mean i think that comparing it to mobile is dangerous 
Um, Mobile's where not, it's at, bro. Yo, Mobile's got like 20 down. mini games. They got all the better like <laughs> life skills. You have your own. Okay, you can teleport to your house and your mansion and have like horse stables and all this stuff and create. Oh my god, you guys! If you if you guys are Omega Lolling on mobile, you should just play it. Truly play it and then tell me how you feel. Well, it's a it's a goddamn mobile game, blonde. Of course, nobody wants to have to run to the stable. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to like mouse move my like like all this crap. Like, no, I don't need any of that. I want all the. I want to hit like one button and then have it do like three abilities, because that's how mobile has to work. A lot of the good things in BDO right now is stolen from mobile. A lot of. Like like teleporting to the bosses and teleporting to this, all this like simplification as much as it's like what makes the world expansive at certain points of the game getting too big, you do need to kind of bring it back. That's what the Magnus and stuff does. But all this stuff is taken from mobile. I, I think that some of the best features are taken from mobile. I think that's what the Altar of Blood rework is going to be. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You guys should play mobile before really going hard on it. Cause it's not, I'm not it, bashing it. it. Mobile is amazing. Mobile makes Mobile's more money nuts. than BDO does. There, like a, there's stuff that I want on BDO that has it on mobile, and that's what where we're hmm. stealing our ideas from. Yeah, well, I mean, For also real. their YouTube team is like way better than ours. If you've seen like how they advertise They're stuff, but, like, but see, here's the deal: there's more money in mobile, like way, way more money in the mobile version of the game. In any mobile market, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like people aren't as concerned about balance there. You can totally predatory monetize everything they want you to. Uh, you know, like the consumer wants you to be like, they want to pay to win on mobile. It's not like this thing. Um, but like, I played it, didn't put a diamond and I had fun. I'm just, that's just my two cents. Um, BDO mobile is, some people are saying BDO mobile is dead. That is not the case at all. I don't believe Um, it. No, no. (laughs) I don't believe anybody's going to say unless they played it, which I don't think anybody here has played it, but me. (laughs) BDO mobile makes more money than black desert PC does by a landslide, mainly because there are far you take the number of people in the world that have a PC. And that's a big number, right? Then consider the amount of people in the world that have a phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. All done. Um, like it's it's just that it's just that much bigger of a market, uh, and for people to play. So like, I don't know. I think comparing it to mobile though is dangerous because like again, there's certain things on PC that we like to do that like uh, I don't know, running to the stable. I want to RP more when I'm at my PC and I'm playing a game. Right? Like, I, I just, I want more of a gaming aspect. I want more raids. I want to play with my friends. On mobile, I want to be able to skip all that dumb stuff, and I want to be able to do the cool combat. And, like, that's it. And then I want to put the game down, right? Maybe grind for a little while, and then I'm done. Right? And then I want it to basically automatically play the game for me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want the game to automatically play the game for me on PC. Um, so I think comparing it to mobile in that respect is very dangerous. Sure, sure, yeah. But... Um, Jay, yeah, how you dare you, Blonde Bear? Jay, no, you, you, guys should, you guys should play it. It's a good game. No. <laughs> you guys are crazy right now. Blonde, Blonde, you literally, you're the guy that sits here and grinds the entire by Like, in the background, if you guys could see, like, a reflection, like, Choice has, like, a reflection in the background. You can see what he's doing on his computer, like, when he's on, like, other people's shows and stuff. And mm-hmm. guess what he's doing? He's grinding. Like, that's he's what he's grinding. doing. Blonde is literally grinding while he's got BDO Mobile propped up on some fucking like stand. He's got like a stand for his phone on the left side, and he's like controlling it with his left finger because you know Zerker only takes three fingers to play correctly. Um, and ET can phone fucking home with it. Like I like this dude is grinding on both. He's like, guys, I know that you've been grinding for seven years on PC, but hear me out. What if you also grinded on your phone? With your PC. <laughs> oh my god. You could play the same class. Hey, listen, it's good times. He's gone. <laughs> You're crazy, bro. <laughs> Literally insane. Um okay. Um, I believe that we are out of time here. So mm-hmm. let's do closing thoughts on like power creep and like the global lab changes uh, and what you guys kind of think of that, and then uh, give me your outros too. Uh Blonde, we'll start with you. Global look the global lab quote-unquote balance changes oh boy uh it's a good thing they didn't come out with it i think that uh, was a smart decision and listening to feedback is important leave it on the test server to test and then we can kind of go from there power creep is good if done right i think they're doing a pretty good job having variants and stuff like that is very important i'm blonde bear catch me at blonde bear on twitch and i uh, am going for the lvi to the mercury 
<laughs> you sounded so dead inside when you said that, and I really enjoyed it because you won. I, I've gotten Rebus. so many Debo earrings from the fist over the last week. I'm mm -hmm. really frustrated, to mm -hmm. be honest, because mm -hmm. the only thing you can cheer from the arm is the raw drop, which didn't used to happen, and the ring, and it's been earrings every time. Oh no! Oh God. no! <laughs> yeah, so it sucks. Brutal. And then I had to get so a Ted and sell it. You had to get a Ted. He had to get a Ted. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. So hard on him. It's ridiculous, man. I hate it. Um. Yeah. Okay. And Jacob. <laughs> Uh, closing thoughts is that I want everything to work out for everybody and everyone to live in harmony. And you can find my name. You can you, my name is Jake, and you can find me over at Jake Twitch.tv Jake VTV for the T. God, bro. <laughs> These are the people that I do the dungeon with every week. <laughs> um, and I am Blue Squadron. There's always something going on on this on this channel. We are always uh, running events. Uh, we have YouTube videos coming out every single day. The Discord is crazy active. There's always people sitting in voice uh, and having a good time. So if you don't have a community in BDO, come be a part of our community. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, if you guys missed the Old Moon podcast, it is always put up on my YouTube a few hours after the podcast airs. Uh, it is also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, so you can catch us there as well every week. So uh, from all of us here at the Old Moon podcast, have a great rest of your week.